This is a, a whole new thing because I have, I miss you, and I've missed you, and it's not just because you look so good and you do, and you should know that. But I lie in bed at night and I think about us and I think about you holding me and you broke my heart. Everybody, welcome back to the Mirandas, episode four, season, I mean, oh my gosh, season four, episode six. We have been away for a bit, you know, end of the summer, travels, and I had a bachelorette party, Um, and someone's birthday. (gasps) Maybe my little Virgo birthday over here. I mean, that's not why. Well, maybe, but we've just been really, really busy. You just started school. Yeah, teaching new school year. Yeah. Oh God, same old shit. So new school year, family vacation, but we are back. And not only are we back, we are back with one of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. This is a yeah. This is a great episode. Um, what is it, it has so yeah. much. So I'm going to get into a quick summary. What is it called and this episode, real quick? So this is um baby talk is cheap. Now it could be read as baby talk is cheap. But I think there's a comma in there and it's baby talk is cheap. You're right. But I have to look that up. Baby the, talk is cheap. Yeah, exactly. But this does play into to a plot point about baby talk. Yes. So and si- emailing, put, <laughs> I guess. And, and emailing. Yeah. Communication. So Carrie tries getting back together with Aiden in this episode with mm-hmm. very awkward and cringy and major Carrie tracker results. Miranda in this episode dates a guy from her um, marathon training group who licks her butthole. Yep. Which leads to (laughs) some amazing discussions between the girls about this sexual act. (laughs) Um, Samantha dates a guy who unfortunately uses baby talk. And boy, do I have a personal story to share about that. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, Charlotte and Trey start trying to have a baby but are apprehensive after seeing unruly children. Unruly children, proving that being around unruly children is like the ultimate form of birth control. Um, So, yeah, overall, fantastic episode. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of notes. Um, Where should we get started? All right. So I have this written down. We have taboo sexual acts. Yes. Baby talk. Yes. Getting back together with an ex, uh-huh. using email incorrectly, <laughs> and then being around unruly children and the impact, like how it makes you feel as somebody who is currently childless. Like, okay, I you know. so I would like to get into email and then toxic or not toxic ex, but getting back with an ex because I currently, the thing that I love about this new, like kind of almost remastered Sex in the City on HBO Max is that you can pause like through a lot of different frames. I have never read the email that Carrie was going to send until she yeah. selected all and deleted. And so I would love to read it. Absolutely. You know, I paused and tried to read it too, but I couldn't fully get like get it to pause correctly. So tell us just to set this scene up. Yes. Carrie is desperate, desperate to get back together with Aiden. And Miranda suggests email him. <laughs> Carrie has never emailed before. She's on, e- she's ancient this is her first scroll, email that she's going to send. Ancient scroll, 100%. <laughs> she's sending her first email ever and decides to send it to Aiden as an attempt to get him back. Yes. All right. Or as Please Miranda read. says, you need a safe approach in case he rejects you. Email him. 
it's not just email you can shop online (laughs) they're like trying to explain the internet to carrie Uh, oh and then she and then samantha says something like well if not for the email then for the porn and then she goes yeah can you please stop sending me those (laughs) such a good interaction okay so what does yeah um, so carrie goes last night i tried to compose my first email and it was like July 1st, 2001 is when this episode came out. I think when I like looked it up. Anyway, this is she ultimately, I think from Shugal, her username, I think ultimately she just says like, I miss you or something. Right. Yep. She just writes, I miss you and sends it. So, but this is what she was going to write before. <laughs> I have not read it. I'm we're going to do a cold read right now. OK. Another big problem. Dash dash. I'm surrounded by memories of you, dot, 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 in my apartment, on the street, that little Moroccan restaurant we ran into when it started pouring rain on us, and you kissed me over the couscous, parentheses, (laughs) rookie tactical mistake not to have a memory-free environment. Why did we have to go to so many places, question mark, close parentheses. Anyhow, I'm not holding out hope that you're going to change your mind about us. You probably have a new girlfriend now or several new girlfriends. And I missed my window and I'll just have to live with that. I'm sure you feel like you can't trust me with your heart. But please know that I never meant to hurt you and I would never do it again because I know now, parentheses, too little, too late or better late than never, question mark, that what we had was real and rare and special and the way it felt to kiss you is the way I always wanted to feel. I hope you write me back. But if you don't, I understand. Just know that I'm thinking about you and I miss you. And I'm still sleeping on your shoulder when I close my eyes at night. Dash Carrie. Whoa. Yeah, that is a lot. So that's actually my first Carrie tracker of the episode. Actually, no, it's not. This whole episode is a giant Carrie tracker. It is the biggest Carrie tracker episode probably of the series yes um i don't think i really heard one apology yep you are right it was all about what she feels what she thinks Mm -hmm. what she wants and it's highly manipulative yes yes highly manipulative you probably have a new girlfriend or several by now i missed my window i'll just have to live with that like that's like so accusatory it's like she just has to Live with that instead of living with her like mistake or how she hurt him. I will say this. Mm -hmm. That is the equivalent of what the first draft of an email you an emotional driven (laughs) email that you send. Like I have done so many of these things where you you have like a tax rate. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Just delete all of that. And I'm just going to put it simply. Yeah. So I will give Carrie points back for not sending this like emotional, like, you know, dumping of an email. And she just simply puts, I miss you still selfish, still not okay, whatever. Um, But I think the use of email to communicate with an ex is something that like I've 100% done it. Oh, I yeah. have like, such an embarrassing story that I've done. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to look at my emails. Okay. Wait, what do you want to share? I, I will share it, but <laughs> it makes me feel embarrassed to talk about it, though. I, okay. I you're gonna ended, cut it out. like, 
Well, no, it's that like I had a friends with benefits and I mm. like basically confessed feelings to them mm. over email and then like ended the friends with benefits over email. Like this never needed to be done in the first In place. the same email? You know? Like the confessing of the fr- of the feelings? No, 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 no. I, I think I had like confessed feelings like oh, before then. But r- regardless, I, there was no reason for me to send an email. Like, there hey, wasn't any I actually email. don't. I don't agree. I I think that it was a good thing you did. I you know what's you know wrong what? with that? Okay, maybe, what is I wrong with in, that? Okay, I think in re- you know what it is. I think in retrospect, I've you didn't want to waste whenever I had prop that. Mm. I think actions speak louder than words. Yeah, but I also think that there are some people who get by and get under the radar by being a dick and like not having people waste their breath on them. They like, and then they just, they are able to like formulate in their brain that it like nothing bad happened. Like, I think sometimes people need to be called out for their shitty behavior. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I am, but I I am a big proponent of writing somebody a letter, but not sending it. Like when you really have like a ton of emotional things to dump out, kind of what Carrie did. Yeah. Like write it, type it, and then just like don't send it. Yeah. Save Um, it or or not save it or. But um, I guess this is pretext. So I maybe email makes sense for what Carrie did. Like it's not. Yeah. 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 But the fact that it's her first email ever sent. Oof. I know. I know. Jesus. I love that he's like, oh, I think I deleted it. <laughs> right, right, right. That's so funny. She's like, it was, oh, man, my carry tracker is that, like, she has no life and that she's so consumed with getting a response. She can't even fathom that someone might not have time to reply back. She's like, why won't you respond to my email? Shoe gal. That's my screen name. And I, I, feel, I feel like Carrie would still say some shit like that today, like harass you. Oh, for not, yeah. Like call no, you absolutely. and be like, did you see my email? <laughs> I hate when people do that. <laughs> That's like an elderly person. Yeah. To do. But like, did you get my text? Yeah, yeah. I did. I'm ch- choosing not to respond to yeah. it. Please don't make At this awkward. Moment, please. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think but speaking. I, yeah. I think it would be a problem if we didn't. OK, let me. OK. I think we need to bring up our favorite quote of this episode. So this is <laughs> where we, I, what is the chime where it's like the Carrie's historical like Carrie, Carrie histori- the historian. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah, I haven't whipped this that one out in a while. The, like this, ep- this line <laughs> in this episode originated this is the origin of this tracker of where Carrie like somehow makes these like insane historical claims that are based in like zero percent of reality. And they're apropos um, of nothing as well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, g- give us the line. The Indians had to wait up to six months for a response. It took me six months to get the message that I wanted to be with Aiden. And now I couldn't wait another minute. <laughs> First off, wait, I know we've talked this before. What Indians? Are we talking about Native Americans? Are we talking about like, you know, um uh uh people from India? Like who are the Indians? I'm assuming she's talking about Native Americans yeah. because like clearly like messages during that time 
um, were delayed by six months, but, which but, we're not sure where she got this number. Wait, can you please explain to me, like, what response the Indians are waiting from, for and from whom? <laughs> like, what is this like, super crucial response they're waiting? Like, <laughs> it feels like she based like this line is based off like some correspondence from like Sacagawea and like maybe her family members or something. <laughs> like, like you're you being know, way too generous with that one. Like, no, but I mean, like something along the lines of like her only probably knowledge about Native Americans and communication would be based on like maybe uh, an IMAX showing of the Lewis and Clark experience. Like she has like <laughs> no, no understanding of like what, whatever. Just I love that she said they had to wait six months. Yeah, wait. And it's like, what? For one, for what? And two, what, Carrie, why do we care? <laughs> what does this have to do with your <laughs> janky ass sex column? <laughs> I know. I, I carry oh like I feel like Carrie just embodies that type of like basic bitch who like wants to show that she's like learned and like like <laughs> literate, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that is one of my all time favorite Carrie, um, like writing, uh, <laughs> article lines. Um, it's so good. It's so disconnected. It makes zero sense. I remember when we watched that, we watched that episode right before we started the podcast there. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. And I remember oh. writing down in a journal, I think we maybe <laughs> smoked a little bit or something. And we were like, what? The Indians? Like, what is she talking about? We were we were laughing so hard for like a week. <laughs> I know. Um, the Indians yeah. are doing yeah. Oh so God. Carrie, that is our like <laughs> Carrie historian, like actually terrible historian um, line of the episode. Uh, yeah. So she ends up you know, Aiden doesn't respond. Yeah. We'll kind of keep going into like the getting back together. Yeah. They end up having this awkward. She corrals Miranda into Ugh. going on this like group fun group hang. Carrie tracker. And there we go. Ter- huge carry tracker. She she uses Miranda and Steve as her like airbags for, you know, her and Aiden. And then two other exes are, who like probably exactly don't see each do- doesn't other. even yeah. think about how Miranda feels. And then when they're at the dinner. And Carrie thinks it's going well. She's like, you can leave now. And Miranda's like, I don't even get flan. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because she, she wants to get alone time with Aiden. You know what? Okay, so I cringed a lot at this scene of Carrie. Um, yeah. Because I feel like, and I think I cringe because I feel like I am that person when I'm nervous around other people, which is I talk really fast about some stupid yeah. superfluous details about something and Aiden she's talking about like some sort of bed bug thing I don't know yeah at the restaurant and he he like puts her hand on her hand and Carrie's like at the restaurant you put your hand on on my hand you seem and he goes you seem so nervous telling that bug story and I felt I know so bad Although Carrie was pretty terrible in this episode per usual, her behavior was kind of relatable. Yeah. And just the awkwardness. Mm -hmm. And this speaks to how well, how great of an actress Sarah Mm -hmm. Jessica Parker is that all of the lines with like waiting for the email, being on the phone, being on the awkward date, trying to like, you know, play chess with people and to kind of get the result you want in a way. In a way, it felt 
I just thought I was seeing more how great of an actress Sarah Jessica Parker is. Sometimes it's hard to kind of separate Sarah Jessica Parker and Carrie um, Bradshaw because Carrie Bradshaw's terrible, um, but <laughs> played very well. Yes. Um, the yeah, I think being around an ex can kind of make you feel also super awkward. And um, Carrie, I, I really wanted to call out Miranda in this scene because Miranda's like being such a good friend yes. and like really giving physical comedy when Carrie's telling this terrible story and like, oh my God, and doing these like facial expressions. <laughs> so Miranda, loyal friend Miranda, right does or a dead. great job. Yeah. I know. And then she ends up like, I would have been like, fuck you, Carrie. Like, you want me to leave? And Miranda's such a good friend and, like, gets up with Steve. And, you know, they end up allowing guess, Carrie and Aiden to have this, like, awkward walk home by themselves. And it sounded like, did one, uh, so Carrie, like, calls Miranda on the phone that night. And it sounds like Steve may, may have tried to kiss Miranda. Yeah. So Steve clearly read into this as, you know, maybe he has a shot with Miranda again. We all know Steve, like, adores Miranda. And I love how Carrie's, like, you know, Aiden tried to kiss her, too, which was, like, I don't know. It it was definitely, like, a, it felt like a a friendly goodbye, like, light kind of thing. Kiss on the cheek that Um, turned into an awkward smush kiss. I know. By the mouth. This is such an, my my famous line, it's an iconic Sex and the City It's iconic. It's iconic Um, because this is Carrie is being so pushy with Eden. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, so she basically, you know, corrals herself into walking home with him and and kind of manipulating the situation to to get to be alone with him. She then kind of wonders, you know, oh, she she thought Aiden made a move on her. He rejects her. So then she leaves. He gives her this awkward kiss. She then decides to come back. And she gives this famous line where she calls Miranda. She's emailing Miranda, needing help, calls Miranda. And he's she says his word said no, but his kiss said yes. And then this is my Miranda ism for the episode. She's like, that's the defense invoked by convicted date rapist. (laughs) Yes, that's also my Miranda ism. It feels good to be sarcastic. I might have butchered that line a little bit, but um, it's so true. We're like, dude, he's telling you no, but you think just his kiss said yes. Yeah. So she goes back. We all know this scene. Mm-hmm. It's so incredible what Aiden mm-hmm. does. You know, she's being so pushy. She's she, like another care. Like another I go character. to bed and I think of you. She's like being so dramatic. I know. Look, I know that you're probably scared, and I would be too. But it's different now. Things are different. I'm. I'm different. In fact. In fact. Wait a second. In fact. Cigarettes? Gone. Seriously, all bad habits gone. This is a a whole new... She then takes her cigarettes out of her bag and throws them on the street. Major carry tracker. Like, polluter. You know, litterer. Um, And then he's, like, had enough. He keeps saying, like, no. Don't come up. No. No. Yeah. And then he... Do you want to do the iconic line? Yeah. So Carrie keeps pushing and he goes... You broke my heart. That's a very good um, uh, rendition of that. That's Thank really, you. really good. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that, that's great. It's so true. And then she scampers off. She and she's runs like, uh, and does her little gazelle oh, I'm, run. I'm like implicated in this. Like I'm, I'm, I could be the bad person. Like, oh, I can't believe he's making me feel like I'm the bad person. I need to go. I know. He's so horrible. She goes home. 
She's kind of, you know, tormented. He then comes over. We get slow mo. Mm. We get <laughs> ridiculous kind Chloe, of like Sutra, flowy music. Like this is what where the editing just comes <laughs> to life on this show. Yeah. And he comes over and they have a passionate, you know, night well, together. Well, she he throws little pebbles like they're in New York City, not the fucking country, but he finds little pebbles, throws them at, his, at her window like Romeo. And then she goes to the window. They lock eyes, and at the same time, they both like run to the door, slow-mo. Her silk robe is flowing, and he's there, and the music's like, <sighs> and then yeah. they immediately kiss at the door, and like she's like hoisted up, like Ugh. straddling him. Petite girl privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they do that on Petite the Petite girl with dating is... Six, do, six, I know. They do that on The Bachelor all the time. They always, like, run up to each other and, like, straddle. And it's so weird. It's so weird. But I've never done I, that I, ever. I, <laughs> maybe I once, the joke? Maybe, maybe once or twice. I'm, like, 5'9". It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so the I remember watching this scene when I was younger, and I loved it this scene. Yeah. It was sexy. It was passionate. Yes. There was wanting. Like, I really liked it. And yeah. now I just, uh, I, I kind of said, I, I feel like, bad yeah, for Aiden. Sexy. I feel bad. I he's purely just, feel bad for Aiden. Yeah, because he's roped right back in and we know where this is leading. Yeah, it's, this is, this is like textbook, the beginning of their end. Textbook Toxic X, which, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Harry is the toxic ex that who um, she manipulated him, and you know he's felt so unwanted, and now she's like crawling back to him, and it makes and I him think the, feel the, like more like powerful, I'm sure, or like confident. yeah. I, I like that they showed a woman being the toxic ex. I think a lot of the examples we have of toxic exes are of men. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's fair, rep- like how in relationships that obviously happens. We've had experiences of it. But I think a lot of women, too, can be really shitty to good guys. And there are yeah. shitty women out there who break men's heart. I and definitely have been that before, I would say. I I don't know if I have, I but I been probably better. have been. I've I know I've been shitty to guys before, but I don't know. It, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to be accountable, but I don't know to what. Okay. So <laughs> I guess what uh, I find like yeah. um interesting about this whole scene is that like for the time this came out in July 2001, this episode, like I can't figure out how self-aware this show was or was not. It wasn't. Carrie was the hero. People were rooting for Carrie. Um, Because now it's unequivocal that she is a toxic ex. Yeah. I think there's a, with space and time, things can be seen again in a different light. And just how we talk about toxicity in relationships and manipulation and narcissism. And maybe people thought this when they were watching the show, but maybe there weren't platforms for people to like discuss these characters. Whereas now you have people who there's like, like they kind of threw a different opinion in the ring, you know, yeah. where it's like, Hey, let's, let's relook at this. Let's revisit this. 
Um, I would love it if there was intent behind this, that that she was written in a way that was kind of evil um, or just very Selfish. flawed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we um, were too young when this episode came out to really fully understand the magnitude of like what Aiden's doing. You know, I know. And I and I don't know if you could really get opinions now about what people originally thought about it. Like, I wonder if I asked my mom, like, how did you see Carrie? Because a lot of people, like, even when I was younger, like, I wanted to be Carrie, right? Like, I think she was somebody who was a little aspirational in a way. Catherine says she never wanted to be. She always identifies as Miranda. Um, all right. So end of the episode, Carrie and Aiden are back together. He says, let's give it a shot. This is leading us into the end. I mean, the rest of season four in which we kind of get into Aiden and Carrie part two. Yeah. Um, all right. So the rest of this this episode is has really funny plot lines. The first one I thought that was hilarious was where the fake nipples with oh um, my Samantha. God, I love okay. it. OK, I know what you do. Don't call him. Don't email. Just show up at his furniture store. Wearing these. Ew, what are those? Fake nipples. And why are we carrying them around? They were sent to me as some kind of promotional thing. Really? Is there a nipple council? Are nipples getting a bad rap? Nipples are huge right now. Open any magazine. It's not that cold. Those girls are either tweaking or they're wearing these. Like, that's completely overshadowed by the baby talk and the ass eating. But we can't forget these fake nipples that yes. Samantha like, suggests that Carrie yes. should put on and go to Aiden, which I love. Um, this is where yeah. my Samantha Zinger comes in, where it's nipples are huge right now. Open any magazine. It's not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Not Do you that think cold. that guys like when... They can see women's like hard nipples or just people in general. I think it depends on the boobs, but I would say, yeah, 90 percent of the time. All right. We're going to do a poll. We have like four male followers. Maybe (laughs) we'll get, you know, a skewed result. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I don't really care. When I see men's nipples, it's weird, like poking through a shirt. No, but I think it's very like erotic or like. You know, it's erotic. (laughs) It's simply put, it's erotic. It's erotic. It's it's so funny because these (laughs) hard little nips that that uh, Samantha wears ends up attracting this guy. You know, he's this like finance bro. Yeah, they're in her apartment. He sees the nipples, and he is just ready for Samantha. I love it that she's like, "Are you apologizing for?" Being on the phone or for staring at my nipples. Famous line. <laughs> so great. I'm going to throw a concept out here, okay? Tell me. This guy, like, he's my doppelganger. What? We need to put it up in the Instagram stories, okay? A picture of him and a picture of me. Like, he's the male version of me. Okay, I think this is alarming and it speaks to like a massive amount of body dysmorphia. No, you you need to um Sarah, you need Okay, I will to look at the, the eyebrows. Post. You need to look at the eyes. You need to look at the thin upper lip. There's a lot there's a lot here. There's a right, lot. Here. I will um put this on a and the earlobes and we're going to and we're going to let the followers vote on this and see if this is your doppelganger. And it won't be cruel. <laughs> if it's true, it's true. 
(laughs) I don't know how you can screen capture. I'm like, I want to share a screen with you right now. I don't know how, but. No, I'm going to I'm going to look it up. Um, (laughs) But the thing about this guy, other than being your doppelganger, (laughs) is that he is a fan of sexual baby talk. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Have you ever been with a guy who does sexy baby talk? Not sexy baby talk. No. No, no, there's baby talk that's like, hi, baby, I love you. You know, like I know. a sweet, I high pitch, my like ex all the time. Okay, everyone has some sort of character like voice they do. Yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, this is the funny one that Heather would always do, and I'm going to call Heather out because I love her. <laughs> Jason, can I get coffee? <laughs> this is like so cute. Jason, she or something. So, and or like I do it to Dakota, like I love you, right? Like that's fine. Everyone does it. Sexual baby talk <laughs> is a whole different ball game. Wait, so you and said you had a story? Um, yeah, I need I you to get hooked right up in. with a guy. Hooked up. My freshman year of I hooked up with a guy my freshman year of college. Too soon for this. And way too soon for this. Freshman, yeah, he was older than me. He At was Michigan, my, um, he was from a different school. He was visiting and knew him from whatever. And he was two what years did you older. Know? What did you know? What did you say? Someone? A friend of a friend. Okay. Do I know this person? No. Okay. All right. Leave okay. it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. So he um, engaged in that talk and I have Wait, no, never no. been more repulsed. I need you to. Okay. Mom, just don't listen to this. Okay. <laughs> so pretty much along the lines, and this is so long ago that I'm probably making something up in my head, but this is from my time as a 19 year old remembering this. Oh something along the line was, I can't wait. <laughs> I really want I can't, I can't no, even you say it. I it. can't say it. <laughs> Pretty much like, oh, do you want me to fuck you? Like along the lines of, of asking what I wanted, but acting as a baby. I'm going to throw up. Disgusting. I'm <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Now, I, we don't, on this podcast, we really try not to kink shame. There's another kind of like kinky sexual act that we're going to talk about. Uh, if that, if that's something you like, then that is what you like. Enjoy it. Find somebody who likes doing that. But if you're somebody who doesn't like it, it's going to be very difficult to like be, enjoy it. Like you, you can't, can't enjoy that, that if you don't. I can't a freshman in college and this guy was- I had to experience college, that. <laughs> and he was a college student. And this was, I'm guessing the first time you guys had hooked up? Yep, on a futon. And he whipped out the baby talk card on the, like, come on, bring it out yeah. on the second. That's what Would I don't understand is- trauma? <laughs> <laughs> People have, are so like- People must be in up their own ass or in such an echo chamber of what the fuck they're interested in that it, they can't even fathom that another person not maybe they weren't was, even aware that it was a, that they sounded like a baby. It's it's so fascinating because obviously it was <laughs> so long ago, like what, you know, 14 years. I mean, like a long ass time ago. And I still remember the feeling of being like grossed out but you know to each their own we're not shaming it if you like it your partners whatever as long as you have two consenting baby talkers <laughs> it's acceptable but if only one person has consented to Good baby save. talk it is 
not acceptable. <laughs> it is an assault on somebody's sexual senses. But this leads us, Gillyweed, to the other taboo kind of sexual act in this episode. So as Carrie Bradshaw says, tookus lingus. Tookus cunnilingus. Thank you. I think. And as Miranda yeah. says, I think someone asked something. I can't remember. Miranda goes, it was more localized than that. <laughs> so it's so great. She's like, well, yeah, um, the date was great, but he, he kind of licked my butt. And Samantha, my favorite character ever, <laughs> looks and she's like, OK, are we talking cheeks or? And then she's kind of like doing like this, like the little circle sign. And Miranda's like, kind of more localized. And then Samantha's like, hmm. Like Samantha, Samantha is so not judgmental, carries over there judging. and. It leads the girls into this like awesome girl conversation yes. about this sexual act. And surprise, surprise, Charlotte is the one who Trey likes to do it to her and she does it to him. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I never picked up on that until you like mentioned that like a couple episodes ago. But my my Samantha Zinger is Samantha's like looking off into heaven. There's something happening with men in the ass. <laughs> I just that's my Samantha Singer another one. That was so um, good. On and I remember it was Broad City where I think they said something like, you know, they talked about anal specifically. Yeah. And they're like, anal is it's something 20 something, anal's on the menu. And so I do think like like in the show Girls, they had like an ass eating scene. Like ass eating oh, right. is now like in popular TV shows it's talked about i'm sure for this time period this was revolutionary for this to be on tv and talked about well uh not only revolutionary i think it i mean if we look at the episode it's completely aside from samantha who's truly just the punchline you know through the series it was seen as a red flag ultimately oh interesting you're right there was kind of was it, it? Well, Miranda, essentially, the moral of the story is Miranda runs so fast that she gets into a different running group. So she doesn't have to be with this ass-looking, well, quote-unquote, freak. No, 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 no. Gillyweed, I think you're seeing this in a different way than me. She liked it when he did it, kind of. She didn't want to do it to him. And when he leaned oh, his butt up into her right. face and she says, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then she's embarrassed. I'm not going to do that. And he's that. like, well, yeah. she's like, he's like, you should have said that before you were talking into my ass. And she's just trying to give him this like sports massage. Yeah. Um. So because the she does bring it up to the girls and says, like, do I have to reciprocate? And Samantha puts her fork and knife down. <laughs> it's like, I would never. And then Charlotte <laughs> says, well, well, Trey likes it. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. You're Charlotte right. Charlotte does you're it. You're right. I still um, think that he was made to be a little bit of a of a freak, but it because it's never yes. ex- the thing is I find interesting is it's never explicitly said that Miranda likes it. Yeah, that's true. I think she's probably tolerating it. I, I'm sure she feels super uncomfortable when it, it's happening. Um, but I know a ton of guys who like it's definitely something that people like like and talk about. It It is. As, again, as we've said on this pod, like it's really not that there's something with like 
men in the ass. It's something with like millennials in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think I, it was some sort of podcast that was like millennials love eating ass. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what it is. Um, I know. I'm trying to think. I was. We were at. I think I was at. I don't know. It was some group and they were doing like a game of kings and it had to be like a, you know, put your fingers down kind of a thing. Yeah. And I most of the people there put their finger down for either having it done or doing it to somebody. It like wiped out the game, which I kind of loved. So it really shows you, you know, two decades later, you know, maybe this TV show had a great, a huge impact on, you know, the little you know, 11 year olds when this aired. Um, Um, This is so random, but I, (laughs) I wanted to bring it up on the pod. I went to a comedy show last Tuesday and it was just like kind of a local small one at a bar in Silver Lake. Yeah. And uh, there was this hilarious comedian. um, I don't have the name right now, but she literally said, (laughs) If you are a man and you've never been to therapy, you are a terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) You have said that before, and I I love it. You are a domestic terrorist. (laughs) I was like, that was so funny. Um, Anyway. Um, Wait, how does that connect to the ass eating? Are you saying it doesn't? Just- it doesn't. I just wanted to bring it up because it made me laugh. And <laughs> you know what? It, we talk it, about it's a all great, sorts of things. It's a great bridge. It's a great bridge. Great bridge. Um, so, also in this episode, we have Charlotte and Trey who are trying to have a baby but are apprehensive after seeing these like basically domestic terrorist children, like children who are just so terrible. It makes you question ever being a parent. Um, So I don't know. I thought this was a really realistic scene between a couple deciding if they want to have kids. Um, You know, I know like Dakota and I have, we talk about it and cause we're definitely on the fence. Like I think I'd, I'd be super happy if I didn't have kids and I'd be happy probably if I would, but I know the feeling when I am around terrible children, I go, <laughs> Nope, not for me. I don't yeah. think so. So it was just, I thought this was a super, <laughs> super relatable, relatable scene. It, it, oh, it totally was. And, um, and this is the, the scene is that Charlotte and Trey have a friend over who has these three kids who are at their dining room wild. table. We're just being like brats and they're kind of wild. And the couple is fighting. They're too. at each other's That's throats. Also. Yeah. Well, um, um any notice uh, yeah. any notable fashion this episode? Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. So I'm actually I have a negative call out. Ooh. And it's something that I've always felt was hideous. And it's Charlotte's outfit with her like plaid cardigan with her pink shirt and her like random skirt it just like doesn't match it doesn't match she's wearing it in the store when she runs into her friend to set up a dinner um i'll post it on instagram and see what people think if they agree if it's a hit or a miss um what about you any other any hits or misses i have um just one hit i really like the dress that um charlotte's wearing with like red poppies on them it's like kind of like a very like cinched at the waist kind of like 1950s silhouette dress yes for the dinner party i like that a lot but aside from that there was really nothing that stood out 
I I did like Carrie's um, group date night outfit. She has like the black blazer, the great rigid denim, the yeah. little like diamondy thing. It's kind of just like a, it's an outfit I would see someone wear today. I also love her silk robe at the end. Yeah. It's a great robe. I actually Lo- like, I love seeing a nice robe. I like Aiden's white long sleeve cotton shirt with the white floral like embroidery on it. Aiden is incredibly well-dressed and I argue yeah. that he's the best dressed man on the show. Yeah. I, I Style agree. wise. Yeah. it's yeah. He, he dresses different. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely does. And I loved his brown suede coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to kind of get one for Dakota, I think. Um, okay. Any so other call outs? I'm trying to think. I think that's it. We How many Manolos? Well, I think my, like, innocent Charlotte call out oh. is the going back to the, like, an- analingus, whatever it is. <laughs> um, just her, like, sweetness. Like, well, Trey likes it. Like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? You don't do it. So I thought like she was very sweet in that. Um, And uh, yeah, I think overall, I loved this episode. I think it's so fun. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah. Should we, do you want me to give you my rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Let's say it at the same time. One. One. Two. Three. Three. Five. Five. Oh my God, Gilly. And you know what? I even we wrote did it. it there so I could not be swayed. Yep. It was, this is a five star episode. All around great episode. I know. I think this is our you first five star episode of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is our my our first five star episode of season four. So if you haven't watched it, I we highly suggest watching it. It's really great. Um, and it leads us into next week's episode which we kind of keep following Carrie and Aiden. And I think it's called like time and punishment or something where Aiden's kind of an asshole to her, but well-deserved. Um, yeah. Well guys, that was it. Um, we're happy to be back recording and we'll be back next week with episode seven. See you later. Our little. Bye little baby talkers. Ooh, I was going to say buy our little rubber nipples. <laughs> oh yeah that's even better all right bye everyone bye